morning, everyone. This is another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. Uh, we're here with episode number four today, guys, just talking a lot about um, how we improve our metabolism. Uh, this is our Christmas edition podcast. It's episode number four. So we're right uh, dropping this on Christmas Day, and I realize that a lot of people probably aren't listening to this podcast uh, while they're unwrapping gifts around the tree, and that's totally fine, guys, because I think uh, you know the, all that stuff is very important. I'm actually on holidays in Ontario um, with my family doing the same Christmas things that everyone else is probably doing at home. So I totally understand and get the importance of that stuff, guys. Um, but if you're able to go back and listen to this one, I think there's a lot of knowledge in here that's going to help people out. Um, before we get started, guys, as always, I'd like to use the opportunity now um, to ask you guys to leave me a rating and review on iTunes so that we can help grow this podcast, um, as well as DM or comment or share uh, this podcast with anyone and leave me some questions about what you'd like to talk about in the future. Uh, not only what we'd like to talk about, but it's some guests that you'd like to have on in the future. I know I've uh, hinted at that before and I'm talking to some people um, about coming on. So in the future, we're going to have some people on, guys. But part of that is getting a little bit of feedback from you guys about who you'd want to hear from and what you'd want to hear about, guys. So Shoot me some DMs and talk to me about what you want to hear. For now, guys, this is our episode four, and I'll let you have it from here. Um, so I know for me, I always kind of thought that your metabolism was very much something you were given, um, something that like basically from birth, you were given a metabolism the same way that you were given your toes, your feet, your fingers, your eyes, something that you have direct um, no direct control over, sorry, um, something that's physically just part of your life. Um, I remember growing up as a kid being a, like a fat chubby kid um, and wanting to wanting to eat what I could, could like things like, you know, pastries, ice cream, you know, kid stuff um, and thinking like, why am I always getting quote unquote fatter every time I eat these foods? Is it is it my fault? And then also looking at friends who could eat literally everything under the sun and notice that nothing is happening to their bodies. I always thought like, what the hell's going on there? Um, I would ask my mom about it, bawling and being like, why can my friends eat Pop-Tarts and nothing happens to them, but I look at a Pop-Tart and I get fat. And I remember always being kind of told, well, it's your metabolism. Like they just have a fast metabolism. And you see those people um, kind of throughout life, right? You see these people that have a quote-unquote great metabolism and they can eat whatever they want they drinking on the weekends and nothing happens right um they're the people that have a that similarly hard time putting on mass when it comes to trying to gain weight for muscle right um so something to keep in mind but as we kind of evolve and as we kind of learned through science and a lot of different studies is that your body in your metabolism is not actually something that is just given to you. It's something that you actually work to build, to refine. Um, and if it's good, that's because something you've done to it. And if it's bad, it's also, again, something that you've done to it prolonged over time. So that's the important thing to talk about and to know um, is that a lot of people, you know, they, they blame what their, their situation, whatever it may be, 
on the fact that they have a good or bad metabolism and really that that's kind of a cop out like let, let's let's call let's call bullshit on that and say that the fact that like you are you are under eating is the point that your metabolism is going to suffer so one of the things i'd like to talk about with today's podcast and today's little lesson is that you need to work on your metabolism in order to put yourself in the position where you can uh, lose weight if that's the goal. I know as I'm recording this, it's November 22nd, so um, it's very, very, very possible that you're one of those people on November 1st that wants a transformation change. And I don't necessarily mean weight loss, but fat loss with a muscle gain, right? So maybe you want to just look, for lack of a better word, a little bit more cut in 2019. That's a great goal to have in mind, something I aspire to as well. Um, but you need to take the time right now to work on that your metabolism because if I know anything when it comes to the amount of clients that I've worked with, um, most of them, I won't say all, but most of them are in the position where they have to work for an extended period of time on their metabolism first. So before we start working on our, or going over the three methods I like to call the best, easiest ways to increase your metabolism, we're going to just talk about metabolic adaptation. So metabolic adaptation, what the heck is it, does it mean? So metabolic adaptation refers to the process of your body either downregulating or upregulating the amount of calories that you're burning um, in a given day. Um, And it can occur over a week as well. But basically, it's your, it's your body's metabolic rate responding to stressors that you're putting on your body through physical stressors or diet um, that is linked to the, the quantity of food that you're ingesting on a regular basis. So what that means is essentially someone who has more stress and is putting more stressors on their body, either that comes through working out, um, it might be just more mental stress from work, things like that of that nature. Those are the type of people that, generally speaking, require more calories than someone who's not working out very much, works an office desk job, and would therefore have a lower metabolic rate. What metabolic adaptation means, though, is that it can evolve over time. So what that means, if I'm just going to work with an example, is say say for a while, I can eat 3,000 calories a day and nothing happens, whether I, I don't lose weight, I don't gain weight, I'm able to maintain my weight at 3,000 calories. Tomorrow, maybe I would decided, okay, I want to go on a little bit of a weight loss journey. So I decided, okay, I'm going to try and lose as much weight as possible. So what I need to do to do that is cut food. So AKA cut calories over that time period. So I'm cutting calories and I'm therefore reducing the amount of food I'm ingesting on a daily basis. Now my metabolism doesn't really respond to that at least right away. So my metabolism thinks, hey, we're still burning 3000 calories and it's burning more calories than I'm taking in and ergo, we have weight loss. So say I dropped it down to 2500. Eventually my metabolism starts to figure out, okay, he's losing weight and that's the last thing your body really wants. Even if you are obese, your body doesn't really want change. It hates change like a motherfucker. So when your body goes, when you're reducing calories, your body starts to say, oh, okay, he's reducing calories. So we're going to start burning as many calories. That means your metabolic rate actually starts to decline until the point where it's going to match the exact amount of calories that you're putting in again. So that's why those pe- people start to go on a weight loss journey and then they get that 
quote unquote, stubborn last 10 pounds and they just can't seem to get it to move. So what you need to do from that point is to drop calories again. The problem becomes when you do not start at a high enough point, you can't continue to drop calories. So I'll use the example of someone um, who would be on say 1600 calories, that's where their starting point, and they come to me and they want to lose weight. Great, that's a great goal. But where are we cutting calories from? If we're at 1600 calories a day already, and I need to cut 500 calories off of you, we're getting down to about 1100 calories a day. If you measure that out and what that looks like in a day, that is not a lot of food. That's very little food. It would be very hard to get through the day eating just that amount of food. That's something to keep in mind. So if you're eating very, very little calories, it's going to be very hard to start weight loss right away. So that's one thing we need to work on, at least initially, is building up your metabolism to the point where you can handle a, cal a caloric deficit. So when we're talking about metabolic adaptation, we need to talk about where your starting point is and building that starting point to get it a little bit higher every single time so that we are actually able to f facilitate a weight loss process or a weight loss journey. If you want to read more about what metabolic adaptation is and reverse dieting, you can read a little bit about the Minnesota Starvation Experiment. Um, it's a study that was done in the 1940s. Basically what it ended up doing was it was creating a, uh, a weight uh, or a starvation experiment and from there they dropped calories to the point where they wanted to see what metabolic adaptations would occur. So what would change with physiologically within the body um, so that you would be able to actually figure out how our metabolism adjusts to weight loss and if it's a permanent thing, okay? And what they found was that people in the experiment started lost weight at a dramatic pace and then it eventually plateaued. You don't lose weight infinitely, okay? So... And if you think that you can create a, a weight loss journey without going into a caloric deficit, um, I really challenge you to do so. It really isn't coming from anything. It's really a simple calories in, calories out process. So are you using metabolism as a, as a figure or analogy similar to the way that you, use it, you would use a budget? So if I'm making $30,000 a year, and I want to buy a Porsche Cayenne, that's going to take, even if I want to say buy a, a new car, it doesn't even have to be a Cayenne, which is a very expensive car. If I wanted to buy like a Chevy Cruze or like a regular just car, say for $20,000 of my yearly salary, that takes up a lot of that day. It's very hard for me to budget that into my life, right? But if we have a higher metabolic rate or if we have a higher revenue in the year, say I'm making $80,000 a year, suddenly that Chevy Cruze does not take a substantial or as large of a portion of my salary throughout the entire year. And the similar way that maybe eating a donut or um, something that's else that's calorically dense isn't going to take a big portion out of my day and, and therefore isn't going to wreck my fat loss journey as much. That's why, you know, Sally who has a great metabolism can have a pop tart and nothing happens to her where I, as a young kid, had a terrible metabolism and would eat a pop tart and I mean also wasn't eating the other right foods and it, I would increase fat. So 
the million dollar question guys how do i increase my metabolism so those are all really really good questions um it's something that if you're if you're thinking about it you're moving in the right direction the first thing we got to focus on guys is increasing your need so need stands for non-exercise activity it simply refers to the amount of non-exercise activity that you're doing on a regular basis so it includes everything that you're doing on a day-to-day basis that doesn't include your workouts so it's literally everything that you're like you're not in the gym for um so you're talking about you're walking around what you do for a living the amount of fidgeting you're doing um the biggest thing guys it is it includes your 10,000 steps so neat is anything that's not a stressful activity for your body um so neat is your 10,000 steps a day that's the one where you know it's very easy for us to get it in if we're working on weight loss and we want to see the needle move let's work on getting 10,000 steps a day that is the biggest association with with a higher resting energy expenditure and increasing or sorry decreasing obese obesity and anxiety in obese adults so that's a big one that can be a big needle mover for a lot of people um and it's also not that hard guys get out and walk i know it's cold in the in the winters i live in alberta i get it but we need to find a way to use our bodies in the winter that we're not sitting around our office desk all the time okay recommendation number two drink some coffee or add some sort of a caffeinated beverage into your lifestyle um i myself absolutely love coffee it's my favorite probably my favorite thing to start the day um as soon as i get my coffee in the morning i'm just a much more pleasant person to be around um so me drinking coffee is not a hard thing to tell my body to do with that being said the benefits of caffeine is that it also is a metabolism booster. It can increase our metabolic rate and improve our body composition. So drinking some coffee is going to be a, a, helper, a helper for you. Now tea works in a similar manner, especially green tea. So it has it, green tea has been proven to um, increase your metabolic rate as well. Um, if you're not a big drinker, you can also take green tea extract in pill or capsule form. That's something that it has been proven to work a lot for a lot of people and the last one i think is the is one of the bigger movers is it's just increasing the thermic effect of feet of eating so what the thermic effect of eating refers to is when you're eating foods your body um begins to break down a lot of foods and certain foods require more energy so more calories to calories burned to actually break down so by far the one that's the most is protein so your body has burns approximately 20 to 35 percent of the caloric intake of protein through just the digestive process of eating okay so when you're eating those calories your bo- your body is actually breaking them down in protein a lot a lot easier than carbs and fats five to fifteen percent of your color of your caloric intake from carbohydrates is being broken down whereas fats it's zero to five percent so your body really isn't working that hard to break down fat. The other thing with carbohydrates, guys, is one thing that makes the body work, again, harder to break down your food is increasing your fiber intake. There's so many people that I'm watching that are doing, um, if it fits your macros, and eating, you know, fitting Pop-Tarts, popcorn, everything else into their macros every day, and they're not including high enough fiber intake. While you might be able to do calories in, calories out, and lose some weight through that method i would argue 
and you're able to see in a lot of clients that the more fiber you're able to eat, the more food you're able to ingest. So if someone, if we had two people, if we had two of the same people on a 2200 a day calorie limit and one was eating 30 grams of fiber and one was eating 15 grams of fiber and they were both at the exact same caloric deficit from their maintenance level, I would expect the one to be eating the more fiber to be losing more weight. Okay, so fiber really does matter, guys, when it comes to what you're doing for weight loss. It does, it is going to be a big driver in terms of creating more weight loss through increasing your fiber, okay? So someone, where you're going to get your fiber is going to be in those unprocessed foods. So while you might be able to say that it, that quality is the, or quantity is the king, and it is, um, quality is one A, one B. So if quantity is one A, quality is right next beside it and one B. Okay. So keeping that quality measure in check and having those whole foods that are high sources of fiber is going to be a big mover for you. Okay. So having things like avocado, um, potatoes, if you're going to eat a starch, um, if you're, if you're having some rice, try to make a brown rice nuts and seeds, especially like chia seeds, even dark chocolate, like all those things, guys, are gonna be methods that you can use to get your fiber intake up. So those are just three of the ways, guys, that we that I like to start off with increasing your metabolic rate. We are also going to talk extensively about reverse dieting. Um, reverse dieting is something I have to do nearly with every client that we have to work with, um, but that's something we're gonna talk about in a future episode, guys. So. That's everything for me today, guys. Um, if you need anything and you have any questions about increasing your metabolic rate and increasing your metabolism and think that maybe you have a slow metabolism, reach out to me. We can work together and increase your metabolism so that in 2019, you're hitting the year with whatever goal you want to. If it's weight loss, we can facilitate that weight loss. Okay. Thank you guys and have a great day.